Happy Lord's Day. My name is Peter. I am one of four pastors and members of Bethany Baptist Church. It is a great privilege to bring God's word to all of us. Let's open up our Bibles to Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. One verse, that's verse 8. I don't know the page number for the hard black cover. 125, thank you. So. Because men must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, let us hear the word with hunger and with great expectations. Verse 8. I speak with him directly, openly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. So why were you not afraid to speak against my servant, Moses? This is the word of the Lord. May the words of Christ dwell richly among us. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would incline our heart to your word, open our eyes to your wondrous truths, and satisfy us with your faithful love as we hear from Numbers chapter 12, verse 8. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Let me briefly tell you about the story of Moses and his siblings. There's always drama involved in siblings' life. Moses was the chosen servant to bring God's people out of the land of Egypt. God's people were harshly treated. Some people even died, and they cried aloud to the Lord. And Moses was the answer that God provided for his people. Through Moses, God performed miracles after miracles. And with much possession, people of God is marching out of Egypt with Moses in the front. And they finally camped out near Mount Sinai. They were receiving God's commandments. Moses went up this mysterious mountain, received God's word, coming down. And after having received the way to live and sacrifice, they set out to their journey to the promised land. As they're journeying, people start complaining. Why ain't there no meat? We should have stayed in Egypt. But God graciously provides through Moses. But Moses had a brother named Aaron, and his sister is named Miriam. They're both prominent figures in the lives of Israelites. People listened to them because they were Moses' brother and sister. But instead of supporting Moses, the servant of God, the siblings start to talk crap. Sorry. They start to talk smack about Moses. So the Lord spoke to all three of them to bring them out to the tent of meeting. Basically saying, the Lord was basically saying, come over here. Let's have a little chat. So out of the three, he pulls Moses' siblings aside and rebukes them. And this is Numbers chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. What does the Lord say to these two fools? In paraphrase, he says, Look, Dumbos, you've seen, prophet, you've seen prophets, you revere them. I tell them what to say by visiting them via visions and dreams. That's the category of normal prophets, but not so with my servant, Moses. 
Moses is categorically, categorically different. The question is, why is Moses categorically different from different prophets? The verse that we read tonight is the reason. Let's look down again. Verse 8. I speak with them directly, openly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. So why were you not afraid to speak against my servant, Moses? So God is speaking to Miriam and Aaron and saying, look, this is my servant Moses. Why are you talking smack to him when he's my servant? He's different from other prophets that I've sent. Other prophets, they see visions and dreams. I speak to them through that. But Moses, I speak mouth to mouth. He sees my form. So the Lord is rebuking Miriam and Aaron for criticizing his servant Moses, because Moses was categorically different from all other prophets. The main goal of today's text is simple. Be afraid to speak against God's servant. Be afraid to speak against God's servant. The intended result is so that you won't be consumed by God's wrath. There is only one reason, one reason why you ought to be afraid to speak against God's servant, because the servant's unique relationship with Yahweh, because of the servant's unique relationship with Yahweh. How many of you guys have siblings here? Keep your hands raised. How many of you guys have talked smack about your siblings? Rock, not both hands. <laughs> you can keep your hands down. It's especially easy to smack about your siblings in front of them, behind them, all around them, because you know them so well. When other people can't see the, the obvious cream cheese on his mouth, you are able to see it so clearly because you have lived with him for the past how many years? Miriam and Aaron spoke against their sibling, Moses, but the consequence is seemingly odd. The Lord personally takes Miriam and Aaron aside and rebukes them. And even he strikes one of them with a disease. But according to the verse, the reason why Yahweh does this is because of his unique relationship with Moses. His relationship with Moses in comparison to his relationship with all the other prophets in the Old Testament is uniquely different. How was it different? What prophet Isaiah saw only in the smoky trail of God's glory in his visionary temple call experience, Moses saw the backside of God's glory passing by. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, the Lord is said to have spoken to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. While this doesn't literally mean that Moses saw God's face because anybody who looks at God's face literally dies, it does mean that there's a special connection and relationship that Moses enjoyed with the Lord. So there's, if you look at the category of prophets, there's Moses and everybody else. 
Moses sees and speaks to God face to face, not literally, but face to face. Moses even sees the glory of the Lord passing by. In many occasions in Exodus, Moses goes up to the Mount of, Mount of God to meet with them and visit the Lord in the tent of meeting. And he would come down with his face glowing. But this Moses, who enjoys a unique relationship with the Lord, who is categorically different from any other prophets in the Old Testament, isn't the ultimate figure. He, is, he isn't the ultimate prophet nor the ultimate priest who mediates. Moses is a prefigure to Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, who had seen the Father in his fullness of glory. Jesus became that which even Moses would have longed to see. Those who seek him and learn from him partake of the bread of life. Moses couldn't provide water for Israelites, nor can he provide meat himself. But Jesus is the living water. Whoever drinks from him will never thirst. But Jesus is the true bread of life. Whoever eats his body will truly be satisfied. Moses didn't see God face to face literally because he would have died. But Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Moses isn't God himself, but Jesus is. Jesus is the God-man that the Father sent to reconcile the world to himself. Friends and members of Bethany Baptist Church, God was furious and he burned with anger against Miriam and Aaron for speaking against his servant Moses. How much more will he be fuming with anger if you were to speak against God's only begotten son, Jesus? Friends, if you've come here tonight and you don't consider yourself to be a Christian, you are speaking against that son. Perhaps you're not exactly hostile towards Jesus. And maybe you're not even hostile towards other Christians. You immediately welcome them. But the truth is that you are against Jesus and you are indeed hostile towards Jesus because Jesus isn't your greatest treasure. Yes, friends, if Jesus isn't your greatest treasure and if he isn't uh, the ultimate king whom you pay homage to, then you are speaking against Jesus. Your indifference towards Jesus is, in reality, rebellion against the universal king. Friends, if you forget everything that I've talked about today, I do hope that you remember this. And this is the greatest news ever. That God created all things, both visible and invisible. Yet mankind, who was created in God's image, rebelled against that king. And the bad news is whoever rebels against that king deserves God's wrath and anger. And they will taste death. Yet, because God so loved the world, he sends his only son, Jesus. 
He lived the perfect life that we couldn't live, and he died the death that we deserve to die. So whoever believes in Christ and repents from their sins, they'll inherit eternal life. And that's the good news, that you can be reconciled to God today by repenting and believing in Christ, turning to trust in Christ, turning to treasure Christ. BBC family, you might be thinking that you've never spoken against Jesus after you become a Christian. I mean, because after you become a Christian, you might not literally speak out loud that you are against Jesus or talking smack about Jesus or criticizing Jesus. But speaking against Jesus isn't narrowed down to talking smack with your mouth. There, there are thousands of different ways to speak against Jesus, not using your mouth. When we disregard his word indifferently, carelessly, thoughtlessly, we are speaking against Jesus. When we distract ourselves from listening to Jesus because we're chasing after other good things such as career, entertainment, other relationships, functionally, his word doesn't and isn't important to us then we are speaking against Jesus. When we doubt his goodness and internally accuse God of withholding goodness from us, we are speaking against Jesus. When anything becomes preeminent in our lives over Jesus, we are speaking against him. But brothers and sisters, there is someone who never spoke against God and his servants. Though he was given every opportunity to curse God and to speak against him, he never gave in. Instead, he trusted in his father, and he walked in faithfulness even unto death. And that faithful servant was stripped naked, whipped, spat on, beaten, crucified, and killed on the cross. Even when bystanders were mocking him, never did the son curse the father. Rather, that son became the curse for us so that we may not be cursed by God. The incarnate son of God has been given for us. He's the greater Moses who fulfilled all the promises of God. So let's be afraid to speak against him, not just literally with our mouths, but also internally that we might not speak against him. Let me close with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you would help us not to speak against your servant. Help us not to even speak against our dearly loved brothers and sisters, the body of Christ. Teach us to hide your word in our hearts so that we will not sin against you and help us to be filled with the Spirit so that we might live lives worthy of your calling. In Christ's name, amen.